Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hi, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, a movie called All I Want to Do, also called Strike, also originally titled The Hairy Bird. <laughs> we have learned much about this movie's name. But first, Jane, I had a really interesting teen story for you. New yeah, York you City's teen. Um, okay, so I got a text from my husband yesterday saying just saw some kids uh, some teens hanging out the back of a subway car and i was like explain that <laughs> and he said that he like rushed into this was on the l train this is the first avenue stop in the l train oh i'm doxing myself it's okay um and he was like rushing to the platform didn't catch the train but as the subway was pulling away saw two teen boys hanging onto the back of the subway car, like on that little platform mm -mm. that is for professionals to stand on. Um, and he said that they were just like, I was like, were they really strong looking? Like, what was the vibe? Like, were they, were they wearing, they were wearing hoodies. And he said that they were just like two skinny city teens doing something really fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't approve of this. Terrifying. Terrifying. I hope they're uh, okay. Imagine like how dark it is when the, True. When the subway moves. Um, also, how do they get off anyway? Oh, my gosh. Isn't there like, can't they get electrocuted? Isn't there part of the train that's like, isn't the isn't the track electric? electric? Yeah, not the train. <laughs> I think you're thinking of like in action the movies third, when like a train is going rail. and there's like sparks flying. Well, I'm thinking of okay. I know that one line of the of the thingy is electrocuted, and that has because I don't know how electricity works, and I refuse to find out. I will step over every train track, even if it's like not oh. electric, because I'm just okay. scared that it'll zap me. I think. They're probably more in danger of just like falling because they have sweaty palms. Mm. <laughs> they can't hold on. <laughs> um, if these teens are listening, you need to seek help and like not do that. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth getting to school school on time. What? Like no. Uh, I was looking for any other incidents where this had happened, and in 2015, somebody like snapped a picture and it was in the news of like three teens doing it. Whoa. They look really funny, too, if you look it up. I'm really, you know, it's just another example of how teen boys are fucking stupid, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you want to introduce our guest? Yes, I do. <laughs> Lauren Spinabelli is a writer, teacher, tweeter living in Brooklyn. She's been published in The New Yorker, McSweeney's, Luna Luna Magazine, and elsewhere. She runs the Twitter account Tiny Fairy Tales, which you should follow. Hi, Lauren. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi, Lauren. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Um, um, the teen boy stories were very triggering because I'm a high school teacher. So, oh my god, I was like, You're a teen oh, I know expert. these kids. Yeah, you should ask them and and say, yeah, you should shame them and say that you have eyes and ears everywhere. Just kidding, um, Lauren. We like to ask everybody who comes on the pod, what type of teen were you? Um, I was. 
I did theater. I don't know if this is a safe space to say that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was a theater kid. Um, and I was just like, I think all teens are monsters, but I was like, I was a monster theater kid. All I cared about was, I, I have a, a famous fight that I got into with <gasps> my mother once where she said, all you care about is your stupid plays and your stupid boyfriend. <laughs> and oh, epic. And as much as like, that is not something you should probably say to your teenage daughter, she was absolutely 100% right. That was all I cared about. <laughs> Were you the lead? When I got to be like a senior, yeah. Hell yeah. Background character number one for most of the What did you lead in senior year? Um I had two leads, no big deal. Um we did the crucible. (laughs) uh, And I was Abigail Williams, like the the slutty witch. Like fake fake witch, whatever. Um and we did the (laughs) the mouse trap, which is like an Agatha Christie mystery, and I was like the leading woman don't, don't tell so, me what happens so by the way exciting. i'm going to see the mousetrap one day i'm an oh. agatha christie um okay. fangirl no spoilies um, um do you think that your mom was preparing that line in her head beforehand or did it feel very spontaneously generated that is yeah that's a movie <laughs> that's a teen movie line um sure. she had definitely probably given it some thought she definitely <laughs> like watched me like she definitely yeah she had that it's also what I would do. I would like workshop mind. it with Jane. She probably <laughs> like, was yeah. your boyfriend stupid. Uh, the one that she was talking about, yes, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and he also did theater, and so we were just like okay. monsters who did theater. Um, That's fair. I respect when people say that they're theater kids and don't pretend that they were like, go- like morally good theater kids. No, <laughs> just because we were like made fun of doesn't mean that we weren't also terrible. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, just because we were a victim doesn't mean we were all, weren't also bullies. We were terrible. Um, hurt theater kids hurt theater kids. <laughs> yes. yes hey, exactly. Lauren, what is your relationship with this movie? What led you to choose this movie? Um, I only watched this movie fairly recently, but it does remind me of something that I would have loved as a teen because I was a teen in addition to being a theater kid, I was a teen who took a lot of pride in liking like older movies. Like I liked Pretty in Pink. So I thought I was different. <laughs> and I, I liked Heathers. And I thought uh-huh. that made me different and cool. So it gives me like Heathers vibes with like the outfits and like the like cult classic, mm-hmm. like the like certain lines that like really stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I only watched it really recently, but I've made a lot of people in my life watch it since then. Um, and it reminds me of something I, I wish that I had seen as a teen. How did you hear about it? Because I got to be honest, I was not aware of it before, which is sad because I love Kristen Dunst. We can talk about it later. But um, I follow a writer on Twitter, Jordan Searles. Okay. And she writes about movies and she makes really cool like threads that are like, here's like chick flicks that you should see. And they're not like typical ones that you've heard of. And she added this movie to a thread that was like, movies that you should watch i don't know what the thread was but it was probably chick flicks honestly and i was like what's this i was, i saw them all in their little school uniforms and i saw yeah. kristen dunst and i was like i want to watch that um so jordan searles that's my plug love a little baby <laughs> kristen dunst um yeah i uh i actually thought that this movie was going to be maybe a little more heather's e like or camp e but something funny I want to share about the way they spoke in this movie is that, like, I was watching it and Nate looks over my shoulder and is like, huh, they speak differently in the 50s. And I was like, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's <laughs> I think there's like some stylistic 
anyway. yeah although i mean it was filmed 20 years ago and yeah isn't it the 60s but it it might be actually i don't know i don't know when it's set but yeah i set in the 60s I, he, I think he was being a little silly um what is our relationship with kirsten dunst what's everyone's kirsten dunst origin story when did you become aware of her um spider-man mm-hmm. but also i was really into uh the virgin suicides and she, uh, she we're, i think this is a similar time this mm-hmm, movie yes virgin suicides yeah i same i probably got my start with her for from bring it on because i feel like i watched it at summer camp when i was maybe like too young to watch it oh, wow. and then love the virgin suicides love that movie so much and yeah, I feel like I'm a true fan of hers, which is why it was surprising to me that I had just never, <laughs> never heard of this movie. And also it's fully star-studded, like yes. huge, people have huge careers. They have gone on to have crazy careers. Um, so yeah, I was I was surprised to just never have heard of this movie, but I'm glad that I know it now. Yeah, Lisa. I I'm jealous that you said bring it on because I think I watched bring it on like a little later, like I didn't watch it when I was a teen, but it was same for me that I first saw her in Spider-Man. And to me, like I was actually ranting to Jane about this. I was like, I respect what they're trying to do with a new twist on Mary Jane, but Kirsten Dunst is my Mary Jane. Like she just like in the first movie, her trying to be an actress and failing miserably. And then for some reason, James Franco's dad, like um, thinks that she like, I don't know, dresses trashy or something. Like, I couldn't understand, like, why they were supposed to not like her. But she's so tragic and great. She has more of a distinct identity than Zendaya's character does. Do you think so? Do you? No. Thoughts? Well, you've watched more Spider-Man than, more new Spider-Man. Officially, as of last night. I think what I mean is, like, the, the new, the new Mary Jane is supposed to be, like, kind of slouchy and, like, funny and like not put together well zendaya you know? has to like <laughs> try to seem slouch. less gorgeous <laughs> yeah she has she's got a slouch <laughs> if she didn't slouch people would be like why is she what is she doing with them who's <laughs> the supermodel yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but i i i also really like Melan- melancholia i don't know how you say that movie melancholia Melancholia, but it's about her being depressed and getting married, and there's also a pretty horse in it. Um, something in common with this movie. Uh <laughs> oh my god, wait, can I interject completely off topic? Yes. Okay, last night I saw Spider-Man in theaters, and there was a trailer <laughs> for a movie that is about Channing Tatum and a dog. Has anyone heard of this? Oh, no. Nope. What's it called? It's the uh, I don't know, but okay. the entire movie is Channing Tatum and a dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this because it's absolutely. I bet it's like based on one of these books that's about like the bond you have with your dog, which is okay. It's about wa- war. It's oh, like never the mind. dog. The dog well, is like a, a vet. <laughs> I was thinking, is it like a Freaky Friday situation where he places <laughs> with the dog, and I was like, I can see his personality inside the body of a dog because he just, totally he's like a yeah. Nature. I don't know, dumb okay. guy, dumb guy but face. It's about war, anyway, so. sorry. I needed to share that with someone. <laughs> I just like the idea of him like like his leading lady is a dog. <laughs> leading lady? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like his his like in maybe it's his love interest. Anyway, um this this movie is written and directed by a woman named Sarah Kernichan. 
Kernochan. Kernochan. And she graduated from the famed Trout Rosemary Hall, rich New England, like all girls boarding school, uh, where she was classmates with Glenn Close. Okay. Can you imagine? When I read that sentence, I just imagined like what she looks like currently, what Glenn Close looks like currently. (laughs) And that's your classmate. Right. She went to school with a very old, refined. British lady? Why? Glenn Close is American, but she's also British Yo, wait, to me. What? You know <laughs> what British I mean? Energy. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, she, and then she went to Sarah Lawrence. She also co-wrote What Lies Beneath. Um, she, you know, very, very much took some of her stories or experiences from going to boarding school and put them in this movie. And then also um, wanted it to be titled The Harry Bird, which I... I thought that referring to a penis as a bird was <laughs> British. Do you agree? I've never, I don't, I don't even know it's a, if it's a thing. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was a thing. I thought British folks referred to women as birds. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. That no, sense? you're right. Or maybe well, that's, I, I don't know. During the opening credits, there's a little cartoon bird. <gasps> and it's like, its beak is the penis. <gasps> and it's like little like body i don't know i can't believe i didn't see that cloaca so cloaca <laughs> jane just says i know a word <laughs> um the I think word cloaca keeps coming up in my life i anyway. think i should have kept that name because to me all i want to do doesn't really make sense no um, no I guess not strike at all. makes sense strike is I way like strike. better i like strike yeah I like strike, but I I think that <laughs> then you kind of get sidetracked. You do- it doesn't show that it's a movie about girls at a boarding school. <laughs> mm. You're like, hmm, is this gonna be about a factory? <laughs> anyway, um, but I think Harry Bird is the best. Yeah, I agree. Because they also say it a bunch. They do. Should we jump right in? Yeah, let's do this it's the 1960s suck it nate politically savvy odie has just been forced to transfer to an all-girls school because her parents fear she's going to have sex with her boyfriend dennis at first odie is miserable but then she makes friends with verena a troublemaker who hates boys tinka a slut tweety a bulimic and momo a future biologist they ask her to join the daughters of the american ravioli a club of girls with big aspirations and say they will help her achieve her aspiration of having sex with dennis first she has to help them get rid of mr dewey a lecherous teacher by planting porn as in his briefcase headmistress miss mcvain sees through the plot and odie is grounded for the semester i gotta say i love that there's i love that tweet uh who is it who's the slut Tinka. Tinka. I love that she's just the slut. And I also love that she refers to herself as one. Uh, yes, I agree. What's a movie without a, a bulimic girl whose whole thing <laughs> is that she's always vomiting? Yeah, this is very classic Sex in the City, like four types of girls. <laughs> there are only four types <laughs> um, of girls. <laughs> yeah. I will say Tinka is not only a slut, she is like gorgeous dream girl. Like if I went to school oh, with yeah. Tinka, I would be amazed at her i would quake in front of her because to me she would just be the ultimate every guy wants to be with her every girl wants to be her kind of girl she looks a ton like um the popular girl in yellow jackets currently so i was getting really confused she looks like almost she looks almost exactly like her um 
I I actually like uh how I mean not ugh, that's that's the wrong word. I I didn't mind the way that they introduced the relationship between um uh bulimic uh Heather Matarato and her roommate because her roommate uh you know obviously has like seen this all the time and is kind of like oh my god you're not supposed to do it I'm going to hide your stuff but also like can't really like stop her and just like kind of stays with her um I do so like I, I thought yeah I thought that was like oddly I don't know realistic maybe in in something that was like meant to be kind of like exaggerated and funny well not funny <laughs> I don't know yeah it is I mean they do I don't think that they ever really address the bulimia as like you know they're not like hmm she needs to see a doctor like it's kind of her quirky personality trait but yeah. I don't find it super super problematic uh maybe i should because it just seems to fit in with all like everyone else's like everyone else kind of has their thing that they're doing in like a very exaggerated specific way um yeah and i really like how they introduce all the characters it's very at the beginning it's just super fast paced like yes you're with Odie, so you're you're like the new student with her and then she's just like in this school and like all of these people are just yelling at her and talking to her and it's super fun how you just learn about everyone so quick and like i love girls schools not in a creepy way like i just like (laughs) love the clothing and uh, it's just i mean when i found out this movie was about an all-girls school i was like i am in they did such a good job i think like i i love seeing them like being kind of like play fighting with each other and like kind of silly and not necessarily put together and then screaming and laughing it's also just like cute little baby kirsten dunst is so like beautiful and captivating i love them singing penis when they're singing in the latin song oh i have a story Um, about that (laughs) oh okay okay so so in this movie they're doing like latin chanting but they're in they're they're saying their own words and i was in joseph in the technicolor dream coat and there's a part where where you sing who's the thief who's the thief (laughs) And these two really cool girls would sing, who just queefed, who just queefed? <laughs> and they said it in shows with an audience really loud. That's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were cooler than I was. That is very cool of them. I, yeah, I mean, you know, to your to your point, I think like it's a really good way of getting across that Chris and Dunst and um, Tinka are <laughs> that's her name um they're cool girls but they also like because they're at an all-girls school they just get to be like very like silly and um kind of uh Im- not immature but the way they joke around is very different um they're playful than, like, yeah than like cool girls in co-ed school movies <laughs> um <laughs> uh and then did you see she's all that girl yeah she's <laughs> She, um, the star of She's All That, Rachel. I want to say her name is Rachel. Mm-hmm. Don't know her last name. She plays the, um, the hall monitor. Oh, the uh, yeah, opposite you, to the, like, the main one that we know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I got to say, like, she is so gorgeous. And I have a note later when she's at the, she's at the prom or whatever, the dance. She looks so freaking fierce. Like, she is stunning. It's so she funny. She looks like, Shailene Woodley there. Anyway, <laughs> she's so it's interesting to me that she's typecast as like a nerd. I 
I guess because she's small. Like, what? Why is she a nerd? It's because she's, she's a stunningly brunette. gorgeous. Oh, okay, I see. It's brunette. It's blonde mm-hmm. versus brunette dichotomy. Um, I wanted to ask if you could remember if you had a girl in class who would talk back to the teacher in like a cool girl way. Oh, that's a great question. I'm trying to think. Or if you have one in your class now, I mean, or you must you. Oh, I have one in my class <gasps> as, a, as a teacher, a hundred percent. What does she do? What do you teach, by the way? I teach tenth grade English. Hell yeah! Whoa! Yeah, I do have a girl. It really depends on the day. If I'm like, if I'm gonna, depending on how what my mood is, if I'm gonna like deal with her in, the, in yeah. a certain way, like. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, no. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play along because like, this is actually how she responds best. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Um, but the other day she tried to leave. It was like class was pretty much over. They had a huge assignment. So they were all just kind of like lingering by the door. And that like bugs me as a teacher, but also like, yeah, I'm not like the like sit down, shut up type teacher. So I was just like, she tried to open the door and I like, I like, closed it with my foot I was just like no you're staying in here with me you're stuck with me sorry um I was like sorry you have two minutes so class is over you you're stuck hanging out with me and she was like but I don't want to hang out with you (laughs) and all the kids were like "Ooh!" and I looked at her and I was like what makes you think that I want to hang out with you (laughs) (laughs) good sometimes I just find myself like talking to her like just like whatever like taste of her own medicine like Sometimes she comes in so late and I just have to be like, you can't walk in here like you own the place. Like, that's not the vibe. This is very edge of 17, giving me edge of 17. Is she secretly your favorite student? I like, no, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I do like, I do like find part like things about her very funny. And like, I do think other teachers talk about her like she's like this menace and like she like it's so distracting. And I'm just like, she's just being herself. You just kind of have to roll with it. I yeah. noticed once that she really like she can't really sit still and so and she kept telling me that like my bookshelves looked bad like they weren't organized and I was like <laughs> I was like do you want to would you like to organize them and she was like yes and she like jumped out of her seat and went and did it and I was like oh she just wants to like do something she wants to do something or she like yeah. wants to feel part of this classroom I don't know so sometimes if my bookshelves start to look bad I'll be like hey can you, can you give me a huge solid can you help me out can you fix them yeah and it feels like we're like we're on the same team sometimes. And clearly, you sound like, like a good people teacher. like her. Yeah, you sound oh, very love, compassionate. Oh, because um, she's like the voice of the people. Yeah. She uh, she is Odie. She's Odie. She's not going to lie. I would love to be like a kid witnessing your story and being like, ooh. And then when you say your line, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes will say things just because I know kids will be like, what? Yeah, and that, and it's never anything, like, swear. No, I don't swear. Oh, okay. But what did I, we were talking about? Like gender stereotypes once in a lesson, and we're reading the Odyssey, and we're talking about like uh, Odysseus at the end, how he, he weeps when his wife finally comes, and we're like, is that masculine of him to weep to cry? The kids are like, no, because men can't cry. But some kids were, were like misunderstanding the lesson. The lesson is about stereotypes. But some kids were like, wait, men can cry. And I was like, oh, I know that they can, but like, it's a stereotype, whatever, whatever. But finally, I'm just like, guys, look, okay, I just want to like, make sure like we're all on the same page. Like we're talking about stereotypes here. We're not talking about like real men in real life. I was like, I've seen, I've seen men cry. And then I was like, ooh, I'm going to push this. I've made men cry. And all my kids go, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's really cute. At least I have your attention. Like, at least you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's so thrilling. I remember once in fifth grade, my teacher, Miss Bosworth, I think she's married now, so different name, but um, she wanted to teach us um, (laughs) a trick for remembering how to spell embarrassing. And she, like, had us shut the door and and like all the kids knew that something naughty was about to happen and we were like oh shut the door shut the door and like we were all like in our seats like oh and then it was something like the donkey made an ass of himself when he fell on the railroad and i remember mm. luke laughing like this kid named luke he was just like he was like it was the greatest thing that had ever happened to him to hear a teacher say ass Oh yeah, I would That's absolutely love that. I would have loved that. I I do think yeah they they sort of because it's the the shitty um what does he teach history the the like yeah like pervy history almost. teacher yeah yeah, yeah he, he teaches politics, politics. Or whatever that is <laughs> <To these teenagers. laughs> because it's him you don't really get any like teachers who like s- interact with Verena in class you get the headmaster like sort of seeing her but you don't really get teachers interacting with her so then it's just like her sort of like dunking on him um but that's okay I I I, like loved I actually loved all of uh the little you know back and forths they had I thought like it wasn't too uh it wasn't too unrealistic it wasn't too much like oh my god she would never say that and it's also that like it's a private school and all these kids are like the rich kids, but like sort of like Verena, like maybe don't have good parenting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so something about the way they struck that balance was just like really good to me. Um, should we talk about um the f- snake the the flat oh. critters? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my boys! <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna come up, and I'll talk about them in the plot later. But yeah, we meet them here. They're just this. <laughs> <laughs> they're a group of boys who are photo- they're a photography club and they take pictures of animals that have been run over. So they're the flat critters. I love Was this hot to you? <laughs> yes. No. I was like, oh, these are my dudes. Like I, the minute they arrived on screen, I was like, we're about to have a good time. We're about to have some fun. I love I the like so- contrast between them and the the girls. Like how these girls are so like prim in their little uniforms and the, like they have like a coonskin hat and like I don't know yeah I think I felt like I was just so caught off guard like I was just like wait who are they (laughs) why are they all like snapping and saying flat critter like I was I was just expecting a very classic like you know like annoying boy catcalling girl and like I don't know, even even like just something a little more. I think they were trying to make fun of like West Side Story type like gang of boys. But like mm. it's really it's really funny and like strange. And um, Snake, who is played by I can't remember the actor's name, but he's Pete Campbell from Mad Men, who I like love in Mad Men. Um, he's this like very strange. I wrote he is like Pete Davidson plus Draco Malfoy put together <laughs> yeah there is something like um like he like he he's vitamin deficient like yes. there's something <laughs> lacking in him but it's also yes. it also is like alluring wait isa i wanted to talk to you because isa famously went to an all-girls school yes was there ever oh. was there ever a situation where you would be with a group of your co-students whatever your peers and you would engage with sort of like uh feral boys <laughs> feral 
Um, so yeah, so I went to an all girls Catholic school uh, in the Philippines until around tenth grade. I went there from like middle school or actually like fourth grade until then. And um, I don't <laughs> I don't really know what the equivalent is of these feral boys, but um, I we had a sort of like brother school um, that was like a, the all boys school that my brother went to. And then we also had obviously other schools in the neighborhood. So it was kind of like if you weren't someone who went to the brother school, then you might as well have been like an unknown, you know, entity that like was like exciting, super exciting. So like um, I remember I knew this girl who was like in the grade below me, but she was definitely like kind of scary and kind of hot. And then like she dated someone from a co-ed school. And so the implication there was like, well, obviously that guy is like super sexually experienced because he's from the co-ed school. So like she must be having a fuck ton of sex. Um, yeah. And she was like really tiny and really hot. That's that's what I remember about her. She's also kind of. Yeah, she she would like yell at people. She's very scary. Um, they're not together anymore. But uh, but I but nothing like this. And that's why I was like so delighted by it. I was just like. I want I want to be uh I want to have an encounter in the wild where there's like snapping and like rhythmic like photography club names. It's so <laughs> thrilling. I mean, we I feel like the equivalent for adults kind of is we talk about for people who are dating like meeting online and stuff but people are like I just want to meet someone naturally and like this is how, this is the dream like you just like run into a gang of single guys what critters and you just get to like chat and and like pair off like this is the dream wow <laughs> I will say that like the only time I interacted with I would say like a gang of boys uh with my gang of girls is that once a year like both of our schools would have like a family day where like your siblings could be well basically people of the opposite gender could be on campus and that was like roving gangs like looking for other <laughs> gangs all all across campus um that, that's what i remember about that i think it's i think it's really cute and like sets up this weird like do we like him like is he fun and then you're like but he's so adorable and strange <laughs> yeah i i for sure wasn't certain which direction they were going in with that because like he is so aggressive and like maybe like you could it could lead into harassment maybe but later tinka is very open to it lauren i wanted to ask you you said that your stupid boyfriend was in theater <laughs> is that how you met him in theater yeah or was he in a roving gang of uh <laughs> no, um yeah we met in theater um he was the year above me and he was in my Ooh. brother, and my brother is in the year above me. So I feel like my brother was always like, "Why are you dating boys in my grade? Like, leave me alone." Hell yeah! Um, but yes, we met doing uh, doing theater. Um, How did that end? Tell us everything. Oh, um, it okay. So we started dating my freshman year, end of my freshman year. I actually dated a different theater kid before that. Um, which I actually have a way more interesting story about, but, um, and he and I dated up until his senior year. So my junior year, and it was just like the most gradual fade out of a relationship ever where like, we just gradually stopped talking to each other. And I ended up ending it officially over Facebook chat, Ooh. which 
I just remember being like, hey, I feel like we're not really doing this anymore. And he was like, yeah. But then I still had to psych with him. So I still had to see him in psych class. It's pretty incredible that you could have a fade out with someone that you saw every day. Yeah. It was like, I don't know if there was, I looked back at it. I found my old yearbook that he had signed. And it was during this weird period of time where like we weren't done, but we definitely weren't like together. And he wrote this like very weird message where he was like, you're a great girl. You changed my life. Best. <laughs> Harrison and I was just like what the fuck like what what weird ass shit was going on between us Um, Harrison's a hot name that is a hot name (laughs) I also think that like you changed my life is like the level of dramatic that like the flat critters were like as well Mm -hmm. they had this very funny affect where they were like they obviously like consider brotherhood and like fighting with your boys very important but they also like are all effectively trying to just help their leader be in love which is very yeah. fun <laughs> and he always says the weirdest most like shakespearean poetic romantic shit about yeah. tinka he has so a maybe harrison like, harrison was channeling some of that with the you changed my life <laughs> yeah yes i think so harrison was very dramatic jane should we move on yes Okay, Let's it's discovered it. that the school is going to be merged with St. Ambrose, a boys' school, while Verena, I can never say her name, Verena and Moma oh. are upset about, because I wrote orig- originally Veronica. Anyway, okay. Just think Verena. of Serena. <sighs> That's so much easier. Verena and Moma are upset about the proposed change since boys will only serve as a distraction and be favored by the teachers. Tweety, Tinka, and Odie are excited. The rift causes the DAR to collapse. Uh, Verena and Momo make a plan to ruin an upcoming co-ed dance to demonstrate that the merger is a bad idea by making their own alcohol and spiking the punch. Meanwhile, Dennis poses as one of the students to visit Odie, but their attempt to have sex is ruined by contraceptive phone. Um, (laughs) I love the split because it's like a split between just like the horny girls and the girls who simply (laughs) refuse to be horny. And I remember watching it and be like, fuck, I'd be on the team horny girl. I'd be like, Same. yeah, I want to hang with boys. Like, hello. Same. I was most boy crazy girl. Um, so I love that split. I also just love Tweety with the ravioli. Something about her eating cold ravioli out of a can is just I know, like, it's a very interesting little twist because I'm like, the, the writer had to have done that in real life because like, how? Wh- why would you put that in? <laughs> Yeah, or like, were they thinking of a funny twist on DAR and they're like, what begins with an R? Right. Mm. <laughs> like, what is the thing that we could throw in here? Um, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I would absolutely be rejoicing. Like, I when I was at an all-girls school, like, I wanted to have, like, the American high school co-ed experience. And I, like, I, I would have, like, rejoiced if they were like, you are merging with your brother's school. Like, I would have been like, hell yeah, all my crushes are there. Um, but I don't know if, like... I, I like the differences in opinion within the group. I don't know if they're trying to set up this thing of like Kirsten Dunst is only anti-sex because like her parents are fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I like she has like a pretty fun. I think all her conversations with um, Odie are are pretty realistic and sweet where Odie's like, yeah, I, I want to have sex with my boyfriend. And she's like, and, and uh, for some reason, Kirsten Dunst is like, really vehemently against it but they but they just like laugh and tease each other at the end yeah i really like how this movie talks about sex it's like it's neither 
it's neither immoral or some crazy thing. Like, it's just pretty straightforward. Um, I do think it's a, like it viewing this movie from a 2020 lens is different. I had in my notes, like, why would they be against this? But in the 60s, I can try and see why sexism would be more of a direct issue for them. And so Momo, because she wants to go to Harvard. I don't know. She wants MIT to go be or something. MIT. Right. Uh, I can oh, sort yeah, of see totally it. Totally valid. Yeah. But at the same time, from my perspective, I would be thrilled. I would definitely. Be yeah. Thrilled. Yeah. Just for just for like the the excitement and um something new. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, I, I, I can understand too. Like, as someone who switched, like I spoke less and I spoke differently in class. Uh, yeah. Like by the time I went to a co-ed high school, and then by the time I went to college, I had like adjusted a little bit. But it was still it was still just like different. You can't be that's like something that is captured really well here is that like girls are in in this school are just like very silly and immature in front of each other. And that's like gone. Like for me, yeah. like that piece of it was like lost, which whatever. Like I, I, I'm super happy because I got to have the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, sorry. What were you going to say, Jane? I do think this is different, but I do think that there is. Even though I'm someone who obviously doesn't believe in like gender as a an actual thing, mm-hmm. like in our current system, I think there is something that happens when genders are divided and people can kind of behave differently and be more yeah. vulnerable. Like I'm I'm sure at boys' schools the masculinity is a little different. And I don't know. I'm thinking about when I was in India and men hold hands outside that are friends as just a sign of friendship because I mean, I don't actually know. I shouldn't speak on why, but there's just gender divisions brings about. Yeah. I think just more intimacy. I'm not sure. Don't cancel me. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to talk about Odie and who's played by Gabby Hoffman. Mm. Do you all have a Gabby Hoffman relationship? Do you care about her? Lauren? I I watched this movie with several people and each person was like, oh my God, that's Gabby Hoffman. And I was like, I don't, who's Gabby yeah, Hoffman? Yeah, I don't have Whoa. her. I don't have anything. Okay, so for me, she's from Girls, first of all. She's um, Adam's sister who's not right. mentally well. And then she's also in Transparent. <laughs> so I'm a oh big God, fan. I totally, I totally forgot her character in Girls. <laughs> I forgot the existence of that person until now. And she's so good in that. <laughs> Yeah, she's incredible. And I sort of feel like she's she's so pretty in this. And I feel like as she's gotten older, she's played more people who aren't as put together, maybe, or or just yeah. like rougher around the edges. And so it was fun seeing her. Another question I have, have you ever used contraceptive foam? <laughs> no, no, I had no idea. I didn't even know it came in like an applicator that you like stick into your cervix apparently <laughs> like like what is that it looks like a whip it but then you have to like <laughs> tube tube your own genitalia um i is that real or no do you just like i i have no idea i why why would you choose that over other things i assume it was like a hot thing it takes us in the 60s mm-hmm. yeah. i assume it was just like a 60s like trend to try to get like yeah. make it be the woman's responsibility yeah and you don't mm-hmm. have to wear a condom yeah yeah uh, Interesting. I love when he says, "Maybe we could get it in with a spoon." Ah! Like, 
Like, I think that is like captures like how much he like they don't understand each other. Like they yeah. Jane, have you? No. Of course not. I thought this was gonna lead to a confession. I would love to. I've never used any contraceptive ever. No, ever any contraceptive like liquid. Like I feel like there's there's a few. (laughs) Anyway, I haven't used any fun forms of contraceptive. Basically, anything that could uh, cause an explosion. like it does in this case <laughs> um i also really like you know when we're getting to the dance i really like when everybody gets to the dance and then all the teachers and like the administration from the boys school comes and there's like a little bit where like the headmaster is just like grossed out by being by standing in the middle of like the three old men she's like eh, i gotta go <laughs> it's really it's really funny and like she she does a good job and throughout the movie just gets sort of funnier and funnier and has more and more of a personality. Um, yeah, that, that woman was really good as well. I loved her. Yeah. When she, when they roll up and she's like the master race or the master gender has arrived. I don't know what she calls them, but she just like has this sarcasm with them. When the one other, the man, the headmaster of the boys school says that the girls are like very attractive. And she's like, oh yeah, maybe we could like have shorter skirts for them <laughs> and, and plunging necklines. And I'm like, oh, I she's great. I love her. She's funny. Yeah, she's, she's a funny. sassy broad. I also like yeah. that. Even though Verena has this inside <laughs> like trading market with the cafeteria workers, they won't sell her alcohol, which is so. Yeah. I love that. That's the line they won't cross. And so MoMA just makes alcohol, and I love that. That's never like. We don't need to know the details. Like, she... oh, it's actually super easy. I I did it in chemistry class too. You they made, made alcohol. They made what? us do it for fun. Yeah, they didn't let us drink it. She said it was a thousand <laughs> proof. Is that a yeah, real it's thing? Really, it's like real. Well, not a thousand, but it's really, really strong if you just make it from like sugar, like they did. Okay, that's awesome. Wow. It's it's really funny that they do that because I think like a bunch of places used to do that in chemistry class, but you could get in trouble if students like then did that right like snuck into school and did that oh true so like i i definitely made it one time in chemistry class and she was like you cannot drink this like i will get in so much trouble oh we made ice cream in chemistry class that's cooler well we were allowed could you eat it it? yes yeah then it's cooler yeah (laughs) i i mean to your point jen i really like how she's like talking about talking about um getting the alcohol bottles and getting the sugar and then she's like do i look like i'm made of money and the cafeteria guy just like looks at her like what the hell <laughs> it's really cute and that joke like really lands for me um cuz it's just like she she's great as like a you know very determined but also like suitably stupid like Naive. private school girl totally um, i love great. that i love her so much and i guess we should say now she's Academy Award nominated. Yes. Finally. We should have said that. What a star. Okay. I'm getting emotional thinking she is, about her. She is like stunning in this too. Um, yeah. And then I I loved like the kind of like, I, I thought she was good too in like this moment between her and the date that she steals when she realizes like they're similar to each other. And in doing so, she's like, oh, <laughs> maybe hashtag not all boys are like terrible. <laughs> That's like sort of her turn, um, but she she's really cute and like naive, like you said. And she says like, "Oh, I have a reputation for being uh, wild and loose." And she has this like baby smile on her face. She's like super adorable. Um, it's just so I don't know. It's it's they're 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 played as young people um, yeah. and not like all knowing 
all-knowing little adults so i really like that yeah that's always it's always refreshing when movies have people who act young and i sort of brought that up when we talked about juno and how she's kind of silly and how it's just it's just so much more enjoyable to watch than than like he's all that where they yeah like dress better than i do and have better makeup than i do and i'm like what i was thinking (laughs) about um how they all keep uh, talking about this like Stepford wife esque future, and they're like mm. the colonial, the collie, and I'm like my my life right now is like the the one bedroom apartment, the old skinny cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really I think it's really cute. Yeah, I like that he had his own when when she's like trying to trick that kid he had his own like phrase for that too he said all those guys are marching off the same cliff yeah and she's like oh you get it too you see that everyone's trying to head to this future that we think is so like stupid and meaningless and i like that he had his own phrase for it also the boys kept saying masterly did you guys pick up on that oh yeah i didn't like that that was was like their slang yeah it was like they're like it was their like sick nope yeah (laughs) But like they would do it after they would say it after they did the most like fucked up misogynistic thing you can think of. They just go masterly. And you're like, you little snot nose. Yeah. I know. I think it was like a good because they're like, you know, they're like the future frat boys and they yeah. like think they're being like so cool. And it's like future presidents also- of this country. <laughs> you're also like, ew, you're so gross and like weird. Why would you say masterly? Future su- yeah. uh, Supreme Court. Oh, Justice. no. Sorry. <laughs> um, I had two questions. One is, why do people open their mouths so, so wide when kissing in the 90s? Did you notice this? <laughs> they, they like, open their mouths as wide as possible and tilt their head and mash it. And then my other question was, if a guard stopped you with rubbers in your pocket, what would you do instead of eat them? Because that's what she tells Dennis to do. Mm. Shove I- it up my hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one Sorry. thing you could do. <laughs> Sorry, that's where it belongs. Okay, Laura. I guess you could put that. Yeah, you could put them in your cleavage or something, and be like, "Don't look there." Yeah, my. I keep thinking. I keep using my socks as hiding places lately. <laughs> what have you been hiding? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a stupid. <laughs> one day. Okay, this is so dumb. One day I went to work. I go to work and I, I did. I didn't have pockets. I was wearing a dress and I was wearing tights and boots and socks and I needed to take my Adderall, but I needed to take it once I got to work. Cause like oh, just yeah. how the timing works, like how long it lasts. Yeah. But I didn't have a pocket to put my Adderall in and my coat pocket was already full of loose M&Ms. So I didn't want to throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tucked this little Adderall into my sock and I went to work and then at work, I like took it out of my sock and took it. And I was oh, like, yeah. what a, could I get in trouble for this? I was like, I'm prescribed. <laughs> this is a, I, this is a prescription. I'm like allowed to have this, but is it weird that it's in my sock loose by itself and I'm sneaking it? So I would put the condoms in my socks to answer your question. <laughs> I don't or think I've my- ever, thankfully I have never like traveled around with condoms on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jane, you agree, like in, yeah. in like a pocket or something. I don't think I've ever had to like uh, transport many condoms <laughs> okay we can move wait, on wait wait sorry just oh. one random one absolutely unrelated stupid story okay <laughs> the night that i broke up with a long-term boyfriend i went out with friends who i wasn't very close with like like they just we just didn't know each other that well um 
but I just like needed to like go out and wear black lipstick. And we went to this oh. bar and they had, I think these two girls had just like, had been so excited to meet someone new, AKA me, that they had gotten really drunk. And one of the girls whips out like 12 condoms. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. And that was mind blowing to me. And then the other girl throws up on the stairs. Oh, that's and then so I many and I to cried. buy. Yeah, well, like no, a long, it's the like whole a CVS box. receipt. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I feel yeah. like she probably had one of those like jumbo Costco size boxes at home, and she just like took out a roll. But it's a, it's. I would say that's an unnecessary amount. And also, what was sh- shocking and sh- struggling, or I was struggling because Issa knows this. Like any type of making a scene is really hard for me, and so the fact that she whipped out. 12 condoms in a bar. I was like, please, no. No one look at me. Please, no. Wait, does Costco sell contraception? Actually, I have no idea. In bulk amounts. You know who should sell contraception? BJ's. Listeners, tell us if you know, because I'm. that's very interesting. Okay, let's move on. Do you like my joke about BJ's? Yes. Okay. Um, a group of local boys called the Flat Critters, led by Snake, who's obsessed with Tinka, storm the dance. After one of the St. Ambrose boys tricks Tweety and takes a picture of her topless, Snake beats him up. Mr. Dewey catches Odie and Dennis together. He kicks Dennis out and tries to assault Odie, but the Flat Critters come to her rescue. Verena is supposed to set up her date to get caught in Abby's room, but they genuinely connect and make out a bunch, leading to Abby catching them. Meanwhile, the dance is out of control. Momo gives the St. Ambrose boys Ipecac, telling them it will sober them up before they sing in front of the parents. All the boys barf on stage. I love every moment in this part of the movie. (laughs) Every single thing. When Tinka's like, where's Todd Winslow? Because he's the one who like tricked her friend. And she finds out that Snake beat him up. That's so great and so hot. And Snake says the best line in the movie, which is, you're so beautiful, I could eat your teeth. he mentions her teeth when they first meet he says like you have everything a guy could want like poise class straight teeth rich (laughs) and then he brings it back in the third act and he's like by the way i could eat your teeth and i'm like what a romantic fucked up thing to say i think when he says that i'm like i like him i also didn't understand he was like oh he was like pinch me i'll show you where and we were like (gasps) pinch his dick yeah right (laughs) yeah Pinch it. I love this. I I love it so much. And it goes back to how the movie kind of views sex and sexuality. Like, I just like that they are attracted to each other. And I also like like that she's attracted to him because he stands up for her friend and, like, does something genuinely. I mean, I guess I shouldn't condone violence, but, like, this guy absolutely deserved it. It's so devastating what they do to um, Tweety. And that's another thing that I feel like this movie does right is when they're talking about assault, like they do it in a way that feels so much more devastating than some of the, okay, and he's all that, I keep mentioning it. Oh no. But remember the sister, like the sister of the lead guy ends up with a douchebag and he's like, and then things went too far. And like, oh, yeah. it and was we were like, so vague. We were like, what were you talking about? It was so vague and it was impossible to feel empathy towards her. Like it just, it didn't connect. Whereas in this moment, even though she's not like raped or something like that, like it's so It's very awful. specific. It's so, yeah. it's so specific and it's so awful what they do to her. And because you know that she's someone who's, who has bulimia and like is struggling with body image, like it 
probably is even worse for her. Um, and it just feels so painful and realistic. And I don't know. It's just it's they do a really good job. It's also like I could imagine this. There's I sadly I could like imagine I, I just like so remember dating back to like the way boys talked about boobs in high school and how mm-hmm. like, you know, people would say like someone had really a really big chest, but like was like not not pretty and and maybe an awkward person as well who was very shy because they knew that they had a certain type of body that was getting objectified and so like it's so real and devastating when that happens to her and also when you find out that part of it is that she like stuffed her bra with like a scarf it's just so it's and and um obviously we like love heather moderato so it's like doubly like a punch because I, I I like really care about that actress. <laughs> Lauren, have you seen Welcome to the Dollhouse? I have not. As I was watching this, I was like, I should watch that because I she was in that before this movie, I assume. Yeah, she is she's pretty yeah. young. Um yeah. famously. That movie is shot in my high school and my middle <gasps> school. Um and it's a really incredible movie. And it it's also it's I feel like she this actor is interesting. And I wonder, maybe I'll Google after this, like, what is she doing now? Because she's played, she's played, she she didn't get stuck in, like, the best friend role explicitly. She's she's mm-hmm. still always gotten to play, like, pretty interesting characters, even though she's rarely been the lead. She's always so good, yeah. Yeah. Where is she now? Um. Anyway, also Also, tangentially related to her. I think in the 90s, Ipecac was just in, like, everything. There's, like, yes. a Family Guy episode where this happens, that everyone drinks Ipecac and then throws up. They and love to make I've never seen Ipecac in, in real life. Yeah. Where do you find... Where does one find <laughs> Ipecac? And, like, Tweety Maybe. has, like, Costco amounts of it. Yeah. Like, yes. where does she get all of that? Going back to Costco. Of it. <laughs> she, picked up, she picked up the condom. She picked up the Ipecac. Mm. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. I really do have to very quickly Google Heather Matarazzo. Oh, okay. So anyway, she's, um, she's still working. Oh, my God. She's in the latest Scream. Badass. Oh, oh the, the remake? Yeah. Or if, I think it's technically Scream 5, even though it's just called Scream, which is- Oh, like it continues? Absolutely confusing. Oh, she's been in Grey's Anatomy. Okay, she's working. Yes. She's 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 definitely busy. still working. Yeah, okay. I see her and stuff. What do you guys think about the predatory teacher? Like, what was your first reaction to him? Mm. What did you think was going to happen? I think they like I don't know if breadcrumbed it the right word, but like they built it nicely. Like his weird little like when he like takes the lint off her jacket in the first yeah. scene with her and like has her in his office alone. But then I got thrown off because when she tells him, hey, I can't go to New York with you, he's like very like, okay, whatever. Like, and yes. so I was like, oh, maybe it's all in their heads. Like maybe they're all just like, yeah. this guy's a creep, but it's kind of like teenage girls like building a narrative. Like we had a teacher that we thought was creepy in high school, but like looking back, he was just like divorced. Like, I don't know. Like he was just like <laughs> some guy. Like, but then when he catches her in the, like in the upstairs secret room, and he like makes the boyfriend leave and closes the door. I was like, oh no, no, no. They let they like I'm I'm back. I'm back to like being like this guy's a total. But then I was like, what yeah. is I don't know. I mean, she gets saved, obviously, and the, the flat critters save her and Tinka, I think. Um I think, yeah, I think I agree that like it it's breadcrumbed really well and sort of um 
to me, it felt really realistic, all the little ways they were, like, creeped out by him and, like, how inappropriate he was being and, like, inviting her to, like, go to New York with him and stuff like that. But nothing was actually happening. And then, you know, that that could conceivably be shown to someone. And then for me, when it got to this point where he, like, closes the door, it, like, sort of veers into the more, like... um exaggerated like movie-esque like now i'm a predator and um suitably like the way he then gets like dealt with is that the flat critters like throw him down a hole in the floor (laughs) so it kind of like to me switches from this like you know very realistic and um subtle or just like a well thought out way of showing it to like this kind of a little a little sillier (laughs) way of like defeating the villain um which is fine i just like I almost I, I didn't believe it as much when he was like, and now I've got you and I'm going to close the door. Because I also don't believe that Dennis would have left necessarily. Like, I know that he was like freaked out, but from like being embarrassed about the sex, but he would it it seems like maybe he still like loved her. And also like yeah. the, the teacher wasn't as scary to me as he could have been, <laughs> like just like as a guy. <laughs> yeah. He looked like very normal. <laughs> oh, I just feel like when Dennis... I think there was a moment where I was like, oh, no, I don't think Dennis actually loves her because when they're talking and she says, I just want to get to know the person I'm marrying because they're like talking about if she got pregnant Mm. and he goes, what's there to know? Yeah. And I was like, out. No. (laughs) Like what I do think it's really your girlfriend. It's so funny when he's like, "If you got pregnant, I'd marry you," and she's like, "Why?" <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like what the fuck, Jane? What did you think? I feel like I didn't see the predator thing coming. Like I also kind of thought that they would learn a lesson about assuming stuff about someone. Um, and then when he truly was going to assault her in such a direct way and such like a poorly thought out way. I was, it did feel sort of out of nowhere. Um, but I still thought it was fine. The one thing that I don't, that I kind of was like, this feels like a plot hole is that why would Miss McVeigh, who's super savvy, not know that he was a predator? I feel like she would. And I feel like she would, she, cause at one point she's, she says, um, it's hard to find male teachers and we want them here, but she wouldn't accept someone who is hurting children just to have a male. Yeah. So it, that felt that felt kind of, I don't know. I didn't fully believe it. Um, what did you guys think of the barfing scene? 10 out of 10. I was going to ask, um, has anything dramatic ever happened during a school concert um, in your memory? Because um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just feel like I well. like in both the high schools I went to, there were just many school concerts and it was always just like a way to break up the monotony. <laughs> there was an alleged hand job on, <gasps> on stage during a choir concert in my high school. No. I, I still remember the two kids, like a, a guy and a girl and people being like, yeah, she like gave him a hand job no. on stage. And I was like, what do you mean on stage? And they were like, well, they're on risers and like the person in front of him. And I was like, there's no way. Maybe she touched it. Yeah, it was like over the pants, I'm sure, maybe. But not the completion. Yeah, not that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I don't think completion could really fly. No. Um <laughs> some touching. Some petting. Too some, some pinching. Isa, did some you have pinching. a story? 
Um, nothing as risque as that. Um, the very like drama filled memory that I have is that um, this one time it was one of the choir plus band plus whatever music concerts where everyone gets up and performs. Um, and my uh, boyfriend in senior year of high school, they were like he he was an orchestra and they played like some like love related piece of classical music. And then um, it, I guess it was close to Valentine's Day, maybe. And all the people who were on stage in the orchestra um, who didn't have like solos, <laughs> then like put down their instruments and like ran into the crowd with like a rose. Um, so like my boyfriend came and like gave me a rose. Wait, and I, so I don't even remember like where they like hid them, um, which was super sweet and cute. Um, the other piece of drama that was happening was that my ex was like in a similar friend group to us and he was sitting near me and he got so angry. He was like, I can't believe he like shoved it in my face. And I was like, oh, my dude, God. everybody was everyone on stage did it with like their significant other or like Valentine. It was also really cute because there were a couple people that like they weren't dating the person, but they came and gave a rose to like someone they liked. And so that was almost more exciting because you were like, how how are they going to react? It was like it, it was definitely like a huge event. Um, Wait, did your ex-boyfriend, who, who did he address? Who did he confront you or the boy? Me, because he's <gasps> like our just kidding. <laughs> he really said that to you? He like said it as like this, like, uh, I'm really hurt. And here's why. And I was like. <laughs> I feel this well, way it when already you happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad when you. <laughs> but like, I was like, well, it already happened, so I don't know what to do about that. There's not going to be another concert where we set up a super cute rose surprise. <laughs> um, but it was it was a very romantic and cute thing, and I think it was like the conductor's idea. Um, but I remember in particular one kid who was like a freshman. And he like brought it to his crush. He was like a freshman like violinist, and he like brought it to his crush. And all of us turned to look in the auditorium. So cute, That's so really cute. cute. That would be so exciting at that age. Oh yeah, everyone, you could hear like the energy in like the auditorium change because like like unfortunately during like an orchestra concert, like all these teenagers are sitting there being like, "Damn, this is long." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> When's lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, very cute. should we move on yes. to the end? The girls of the DAR reunite in friendship, recognizing that the St. Ambrose boys are terrible. Verena is expelled for being caught with the boy. Miss McVeigh reveals she knows what Verena did to prevent the merger, but that the board of trustees has decided to go through with it anyway. Miss McVeigh asks Verena not to give up, saying she can be a leader for women. After the merger is announced... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Too vague. A leader for women. <laughs> After the merger is announced to the entire school, Odie organizes. The girls commandeer a building and reporters show up. Miss McVeigh tries to calm the girls down, but they say they won't leave until the board bylaws are changed and they get a vote. In the end, they succeed and the school remains single sex. That moment when Verena is getting expelled and she's like with Miss McVeigh and they're like, they like level with each other. Miss McVeigh's like, do you want a cigarette? Yeah. That is like my, like, I cry watching that moment. Like when they're talking about like how like it's a man's world and like, like they have to keep fighting. I don't know, something about it. I'm just like, 
oh, this is so, this is just so well done. Like both of these like really incredible talented actresses playing these two parts. And I like believe them. Um, although Miss McVeigh has a moment where she like throws her teacup and it's very dramatic. And that's the moment that I like, I like, I'm like not into. I'm like, mm, let's, let's pull back a little. <laughs> but I love this idea of this like school rebel who like secretly loves the school, even though she like makes mm-hmm. fun of it and like rebels against it. She like loves it there. And then this like prim and proper, I don't know. I love, I just love it. Same. I was surprised. I also teared up when they're, were they're having like a heart to heart and I was not expecting that. Um, I also agree about throwing stuff just in general. Like whenever <laughs> characters like shove stuff off desks, I'm like, <laughs> why are you doing that? You will have to clean that up, which is why I really like the scene in, su- in succession where he goes and he like destroys the bathroom and then he like cleans it up afterwards because like, we never <laughs> get to see that. Um, mm-hmm. So I also agree that the throwing felt whatever. Um, one thing that I I wanted to bring up was I was surprised that she blames Miss McVeigh blames women for not donating to the school. Oh yeah. That didn't make any sense. Because to I me. was like, first of all, I don't you, How much money are you really getting from donors? But also men controlled money in such a, yeah. in such a greater way back then. Mm-hmm. So that felt kind of surprising to me that she blamed women. Um, that felt like they wrote that line and then they forgot to like go back and like change her explanation. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand why, because you would think that if, if rich couples had daughters, they would give money to the school as a couple. They wouldn't, it wouldn't be like the, the woman, like who are these like rich women, like just out in the world with their own uh, giant inheritance right now at this point in time like right. um but yeah it was so and it was also so quick that she said that that and then like moved on from that that i was like i feel like they should have just edited this out <laughs> yeah. um but I, I i don't yeah i don't really understand maybe maybe there's some sort of like private school like grudge against like people who go and then like get really rich and don't donate and that's like part of it that they're trying to like point out that they like don't give back to like in, to like places that really helped them out to become like super rich um <laughs> we kind of had like i had someone say something similar to me when i was in college because i was in the college of education and so like mm. they were i was someone like said that like our building is pretty shitty and it was and someone was like well that's because we're training you guys to go on to be teachers and it's not like you're going to turn around and donate to us because you're yeah. on teacher salaries and they're like look at the business building it's beautiful because yeah. business majors go on to make a lot of money so I do think it is like a grudge, but I don't think it's a gendered grudge. No, it doesn't make any weird. sense if like those people grow up to be rich people anyway. Yeah. But um, but and it, it's funny because other things in this sort of conflict, political conflict of the school are realistic. Like it's sort of realistic to me or I could envision that it is like a real estate takeover that they like want the land. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to make them go to the boys school because I, I think, unfortunately, like that does happen with private schools. They can just do whatever they want with the land. Um, and that's why it sucks. Um, but yeah, that that I, I agree with you, Jane, that little detail made me be like, huh, it like pulled me out of it. But I still I still loved it. Yeah, I I do think um, it's a strange like I mean, I, I guess they build it up with Odie being very into politics the whole time. It's it's 
uh, I was trying to wrap my head around like this little collective action exercise they do at the end. But it it makes sense at a boarding school because they're literally the customers of the school as a private school. And then they're also tenants. Mm -hmm. So they can literally like do occupy in the dorm, which is really funny to me. (laughs) Um, And the whole ending scene has like this parent trap, like prankster energy um that i really liked and and them like painting the banners and hanging them and stuff like that was really cute and having the little field hockey sticks and terrorizing the old like security guards um who maybe mentally aren't all there i don't know (laughs) i do Um, like that they kind of make a point to be like you guys taught us to be this way like you guys taught us to be independent women and so now we're gonna be them like i do like that they like threw that back at them Jane, can you guess what was my favorite moment? <laughs> um, horse. <laughs> I like I like the A cab horse girls in this movie. <laughs> I they like d- come out. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were men at first. I have no idea why I thought they were men. Because their hair was up and yeah, their helmet. But I was like, this is really cool and like I do hot. think it's cute. Well, also I was complaining because like in the very beginning, they make such a big deal uh, out of her. You see the horse trailer out of her, like, bringing her horse there. And you see her in riding clothes sometimes. And then I'm like, where are the horses? Where are the horses? And then I do think it's a funny, like, twist because the reason cops use horses is because they're good at moving crowds. Like, people are afraid to be around them. Mm. And so it's a really clever little twist for them to use them to back off the cops at the end. Um, and I would have wanted to be in that scene. It would have been really fun. Yeah, they, like, kettle is it called ke- <laughs> kettling? They like kettled the crowd with their horses. Yeah, it's, it's like cool awesome. <laughs> and then at the end, they just like ride away like a little parade. When 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 they when they have won, they're like, "Bye, we're gonna go back to the stable." <laughs> Put our horses back now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sad that it still does end with um Verena being expelled, but I I, I get it, I guess. Yeah, and I do like the twist that now she's at a a co-ed school with her her boyfriend i know that's she, really like, funny she has like a whole character arc with boys and I it's like. cute that like she um she like uh odie odie sort of gives her a little bit of shit for it and it's like hey like you're the whole one who is like you know so attached to this and she's like eh, whatever like i guess i guess we someone's gotta someone's gotta have a boyfriend <laughs> so yeah. that we all the men are not terrible <laughs> but it's cute that like they they're exploring that like they you know haven't been out in the world at all yet and haven't even interacted with boys yet so i i thought every time they disagree it's a very heartwarming thing for me because they still love each other yeah i have a question which is how come this movie isn't more popular slash iconic i have an answer for you it's not fun it's not a fun answer okay um this was one of those movies this is me like skimming one wikipedia page so like bear with me (laughs) this is one of those movies that um it got like a limited release but it wasn't supposed to initially and it's somehow harvey weinstein's fault (gasps) yeah he would like now I want to go back to the Wikipedia page because I'm probably going to say the wrong thing, but it's like he totally like fine. that too. He like promised a good like release for this like 2,000 theaters or whatever, and then like kind of just decided not to. Like he just like was not. Um, so it was only mostly released in Canada apparently, and then like went yeah like limited theaters, and then like went straight to like video or DVD or whatever. Wow, so just, the like, most there was fucked no up thing Harvey Weinstein has ever done. Exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Um, the most evil thing he's done <laughs> is not give the hairy bird its 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 due. Um, the hairy bird. It I seems also, like Lauren. It seems like your mission is to change that. Is to is to make make that make things right. Yes, one person at a time. I made my parents watch it. Made my roommate watch it. Slowly. Made us watch it. Yeah, I made mean, you two watch it. So I mean, it, I'm trying to get yeah, the word out. It, it, I agree with you, Jayla. Like it could be. It could definitely be a 90s classic for 90s kids. It's not even annoying to me in the way that or or difficult for me to get into in the way that even like She's All That was like, it's not that hard for me to sort of bridge the gap between the jokes then and the jokes now. So like, yeah, I I totally we will. You know what? The listeners will all commit to helping you in your mission, Lauren. Thank you. I think I appreciate that. I feel like um, this movie also, has a, a unique plot compared to so much of the other 90s stuff we watched. For sure. That's not um, based actually, on romance. Yeah, a ton of it, like, so much happens. <laughs> Many things happen. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just meant, like, aesthetically, like, there are moments that feel like a Wes Anderson movie, like, with their uni- when they're all chopping wood. And yes. then, yeah, I like that it centers around, like, this female friendship just like how much they love each other and we see them show it in so many different ways. Also the coonskin caps, very Wes Anderson. Yes. Yeah, the flat critters are basically Wes Anderson characters. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yes, they are. Maybe yeah. that's why they like feel so weird in this because it's like if Wes Anderson characters came to life and then we're in She's All That. <laughs> you're like, why are you here? Who put you here? But we love them. I, li- I like seeing that actor as a little baby too. I mean, not a little baby. He's probably like 27 in this or something, but cool um should we wrap up yeah okay we've come to the end where we an- where we each answer three questions lauren you can go first every time okay the first question is is this movie good or bad i think it's capital g good <laughs> uh jane yeah totally agree i feel like it's unique they have a lot of unique and distinct characters they not everyone's as equally developed but they develop them um, over a short amount of time pretty well. Like we said, I love the relationships between the girls being the primary focus. I think they're, the way they talk about sex is pretty neutral, which I appreciate. And so, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's good too. I There's part of, there's parts of it that felt a little more geared towards adults and felt and then parts of it that felt a little more geared towards teens or kids. And so, like, I was a little confused by that. And... Um, I'm still confused as to like, um, you know, like were they, were they intending it to be strictly a teen movie or just like a coming of age movie or, yeah. But I, but I, you know, I mean, it got laughs from me and um, and it was surprisingly like very tender toward its characters. Um, so yeah, I I'm really sad that it it isn't more of a big deal because it's you know there's so many '90s movies that get watched for nostalgia's sake that clearly. Clearly, like, nostalgia plays a huge role, like, maybe even more than quality when, like, some of these get held up. So, yeah, the second the second question is, do you like this movie? Oh, yeah, I, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share it with all my female friends. <laughs> yeah, I loved it, too. I, I honestly would watch this again pretty soon because I, I feel like I want to share it. I want Walter to watch it and... I don't know. I would watch it again like next week. Like I'm down. I would especially share it with people now because it's a great early Kirsten Dunst performance. And so this is a good time for this campaign for this movie. I think that it's very um, I think it's very cool to see 
like how good she was like even then and she just she just like really shines in this but also like there's all these people that we love in it as well as we were talking about i mean the p camp uh the snake character like he's so so uh good in madman and you can kind of see some of what he's developing here that like he d- he does in madman that's so good um the third question is what type of teen is this movie for Ooh, okay like this is a dumb question like a modern like a which kind of gen z mm-hmm. like a current like right day now. teen not a dumb okay. question yeah like today um okay i'm thinking of like kids in my class um <laughs> There is like a faction of kids that I have a Heather's t-shirt that I'll wear to teach in. And there are certain kids that recognize it and they're like, is that that from Heather's? And I'm like, oh, these kids would like, they're like sort of alt, like artsy kids that like won't, wouldn't like shun an older movie just because it is older. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like good students could get behind this. (laughs) Um not so basically if you're stupid don't even bother (laughs) watching um but i do think it takes like i i have a feeling that not every teen would want to watch this movie so maybe like you said either alt or freaking geniuses (laughs) it's for smart teens um i said that any any teen that has like content or like stickers or notebooks that say the like well-behaved women seldom make history like that's oh, who no. should watch this could mm. i because i do feel like they would really enjoy especially verena and the headmaster um and it it is just like a fun movie for that sort of sentiment because of the because of the like silly parent trapness of it right um i i love the like pranks and like little stunts in this like when people fall through that hole they're pushing someone down a hole (laughs) like like they are pushing someone through the floor and that's so refreshing (laughs) it's not a cgi hole (laughs) there's so much dust no cgi holes (laughs) um we probably should mention that that like the way that they punish the pervy teacher is by putting him in women's clothing Mm -hmm. and having the women find him and be like wow so i don't know if he actually to be fair i don't know if he actually puts on the clothing they put him on they put they put the clothes on him he does wear it yeah oh i thought oh i thought i i don't remember seeing it i thought he was just like naked and then he was like come on i can't wear this Mm -hmm. but um yeah i guess he did want to cover his dick up so that makes sense he wanted to cover up his cgi hole oh yes exactly um lauren what are you watching these days that's not this um i just i finished search party recently <gasps> yay um, i haven't finished the new one but yes oh, great show uh and then i'm constantly watching gilmore girls on a loop just oh you're one, one of those i'm um, one Lauren, of those my bat mitzvah was gilmore girl themed <gasps> that's amazing so i'm a fan as well famous what are you what's like what it, so if you're on a loop like first what of all arc? what's your favorite but like where are you at right now um right now i'm in the last season so eh. Oof. Uh, it's like Luke just mm-hmm. told Lorelai he has a daughter. Like mm-hmm. spoilers, but not really. And then my favorite is obviously the Jess Jess era. Really, Any, anything with Jess. Jess is my boy. All right, <laughs> Jess girl. I'm a type snake. Jess <laughs> snake. <laughs> flat critters. Yeah, the flat critters. <laughs> Jess could boys. be in the flat critters. Jess could be in the flat critters. It would honestly probably make him happier. He would be in the back like reading. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he'd show up to meetings, but he would act like he didn't want to be there. Like, Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jane, what about you? I watched Spider-Man No Way Home last night. Is that that what it's called? In theaters. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome and fun. It was like, at times it was like a little too cute for me, but I just, I loved it. And then there was a baby. There was like, parents had brought maybe a two or three year old to the theater. And then that led to me and Walter having like a small argument about whether that's okay, because it was making noise the whole time. And at the very end, a person next to us was like, shut the fuck up. And Walter was like, I don't think that's cool. And I was like, I kind of think it's okay. Like, like you shouldn't bring your child to the movie theater, right? I Way think in. it's like hard it, to say whether like they brought them out of necessity that like they truly don't have any way to get childcare. But like, it seems like that's not the case, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, why do you need to go see Spider-Man at 8 p.m. on a Friday with your well, three-year-old? Yeah, they need to. They need to put Spider-Man on. Um, online streaming for real anyway i also haven't seen it (laughs) if people have strong opinions on bringing babies babies to movie theaters please weigh in because i mean i'm never someone who's ever going to swear at a stranger because their child is making noise right i think that's part of it too it's like just don't say that (laughs) yeah maybe if he'd been like can you but like this baby had been making noise the entire movie um anyway it was great i loved it one time, wait, I have a related story. One time we were at a Broadway show with my parents and this one lady, I'm pretty sure she just had no idea that people could hear her. Uh-uh. She was like talking to her husband in Mm-mm. Russian the whole time and no. translating the movie uh-uh. or the, the movie, oh the Broadway show. But we we found out late and like there was another girl that was like looking at her so meanly. <laughs> but like we found out later that she truly didn't know because Nate like leaned forward and was like, hey, all of us can hear you. And then she shut up. So, like, Aww. she just, like, had no idea. That's the way to do it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I do think that people can be... It does frustrate me. Like, I, when I saw Wicked, this these parents were with their children, and they were singing the entire time. <laughs> like, you <laughs> have... I saw Wicked. Really? Like, Same thing. You, tell... Just tell your child, like, you, you can't sing right now. Like, it's people hard. paid, what, $70 for one ticket? <laughs> It really gets me. It, it, it does get me. Hulk, it is. Hulky. It is really as a as a per, well, not the kid thing, but as a person who is who has a loud voice. I do think there's many old people in the world that like don't understand that people can hear them. So like, if it's someone talking, I'm always going to be like, "Hey, did you know that we can all hear you?" <laughs> I love. I love that. It's kind of yeah. sassy though. Yes, it is. But then, then I was like, "Oh no, I wonder if she was translating the entire musical for him." So the second act, like the husband just didn't no understand. <laughs> Yeah, I, which is I, fine. I, I figure I, it out. Um, <laughs> these days, I am watching. I, I'm gonna do some like Oscar movie watching just for funsies. Uh, so I watched The Last Duel with Adam Driver in it and Matt Damon, and I really liked it. Um, it does have an upsetting rape scene. Oh, and and the girl from Killing Eve. I can't remember her name ever. She's really good. Jody. Um. But I I really really liked <laughs> it. Jody, oh, what did you say? <gasps> Sorry. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I only know but, people's um, first names. I think it's a really fun movie because it's based on like a scrap of you know 
a story from history, but then they just like do a pretty fun, like fictional story around. It's it's historical fiction that doesn't bother me, basically. It's just like fun. Um, and it is a cool jousting scene. Um, and sometimes they use real horses and sometimes the horses are clearly CGI. So um, I'm planning to go ahead and finish Search Party. And then um, I really might go ahead and watch um, Sex Lives of College Girls, Jane. Wait, you, I, I oh, need you another. Haven't? No, oh, I need another like teen it. show. Oh, it's great! It's great, Lauren. Thank you for uh, bringing this movie to our attention and to our listeners' attention. We can't thank you enough. Like I can't believe, yeah, for sure. Uh, again, like can't believe I didn't know this. Being a Kirsten Dan- Dunst fan, yeah, spread. I mean, I'm glad we're spreading the word. Putting the uh, would you like there. to plug anything at this time? Um, I have nothing to plug except for my Twitter account. Yeah, which is um, people can follow Tiny Fairy Tales, all one word. And then my regular Twitter is Spinnubzilla, which you guys can figure out how to spell it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the Tiny Fairy Tales Twitter then? I um, think I only follow your other one, Spinnubzilla. It's like a little poetry account. It's like little magic stories <gasps> that are, they're only like tweet sized. And I do like little watercolors and stuff on Instagram for them. I used to send them out for free during the pandemic. I would like make people watercolors oh, and like if they wanted them, I'll just send it to cheer them up. But- oh. I stopped doing that because that's a lot of work. I have a question. Do you ever get scared that your students are going to find your accounts? Oh, yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Recently. Have they? I don't think I used to go back and forth, but but I'm mostly just like, I don't think they care about me that much. Like, I think that would that's very like. Uh, that's true. I'm the main character of me to be like. Yeah. I don't think these teenage kids care about their teacher that much. But as a fun fact for like a guessing game during an assembly, I did say that I had a poetry Twitter that had 23,000 followers because kids are impressed by that kind of stuff, like clout. <laughs> um, so then after that, I, you'll notice that my Twitter is currently private because after that I was like, oh, what if they go looking for it and they actually stumble upon my real Twitter account, which I don't mm. want them to find. So I went, mm. I went private for a smidge. But again, I'm like, they're not sitting at home Googling me. They have other, they don't care about me. Yeah, they would maybe do it if you like set it in class and they had a computer open. Right. Like, do they need the app? I did have a girl walk in and say that she Googled me once. But (gasps) she's a girl that's really interested in writing. And she, like, looked up, like, my writing. Okay. But it was very strange. I was like, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Jane, do you want to mention what our upcoming movie is? Yes. It is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yay! Huge. Huge. Um, Jane and I were talking and we were like, so many guests are picking movies they love when, like, Jane and I like to poison ourselves with movies we hate. So you're nourishing us, really. Oh, yeah. Um, Sisterhood is like, I've watched that movie a lot, actually. <laughs> this may be another movie that I'm like, I couldn't like not watch this for a decade and like still remember a lot of it. Yeah, two good movies in a row is is cleansing for us. Happy to That help. was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks. And also, if you want to tell us if Costco sells bulk condoms (laughs) at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Please tell us if Costco sells bulk condoms. I'm just curious. Okay. We will see you next time. Under Under the bleachers. bleachers!